You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League. We are live again here at the Holy Grail Banks. And as always, we're presented by Budweiser and UDF. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thraw. It's great to be here, and uh, we are fresh off the caravan. We will take your questions if you are with us live and in person. The live mic. That's right. We've got a live mic ready for people to come up and ask some questions today. If you're listening far and wide, you can call in and ask your questions at 513-749-1360. Or if you just want to call in and tell Jim Day how handsome he is, he would also love to hear that as well. So we've got... Uh, a lot of options for you to be a part of the show today. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about today. Fresh off the caravan, as I mentioned. How, was the, how, were, how were things out west? Well, first of all, I have a face you, for radio, so this is perfect for me. I don't know how I've survived on TV this long, so you're embellishing. You even, you even survived the transition to high definition. Well, I've told that story before. Back in the day when they were going to high definition television, I told all my friends, like, I'm done. I'm not going to survive <laughs> HDTV. There's just no way. My career is over. Somehow, some way, I'm hanging in there by a thread. But what's your, the, what's, what's your makeup expense look like every year? Makeup? <laughs> no, you're no. not a big makeup guy. That's, that's why it's so harsh looking. Ah, I got no. you. I used to be a big makeup guy. They used to put it on us, but now you got to do it yourself, and I'm horrible at it. So, I plus see. when you're, it's 85 degrees. No, no, no. Okay, not so a good. It doesn't one. work. It's like paste running down my face. <laughs> Now that would be that would look real good. Yeah, the caravan was great. By yeah, the good. way, yeah, I went yeah. How west about that? again. Um, it's always it's always one of those events, you know, where we're kind of removed from the fans. Although I'm usually in the thick of it, but most people are removed from the fans, so you don't really get to look someone in the eye and shake their hand and thank them for being a Reds fan. And that this offers you that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to meet a lot of people that are very passionate about the Cincinnati Reds, and uh, we had a good time. What about your leg? It was fun. Went down south. Checked out Nashville, went to Lexington, stopped by. Boy, boy, we went to this elementary school in Bowling Green. Went there, you know. School stops are the best. School stops are outstanding. Usually, for those that are not familiar with with how the school stops go, um, the mascots go with us. Uh, We had Rosie on our leg. You're sitting there. There's usually a Q&A portion of the show. And then all of a sudden, the mascot pops out, and it, you, you are non-existent at that point. Yeah. The, mas- the kids go crazy. Rosie's a distraction. And, uh, I mean, it's just Matt's chaos. And then, of course, the principal's trying to calm everybody down, but really, who cares? Just let them have fun with the mascot. Well, we're at the school in Bowling Green, and the Q&A ended early. And all of a sudden, the principal decides, why don't we have a dance-off? <laughs> and it went from a dance-off to a full-fledged elementary school club night out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, mass hysteria, full-fledged dance party. Rosie's up there creating all the madness, and the, the principal's back there being the DJ. Were you busting a move? Come on, look at me. You think I, do well, you think I'm a dancer? Was Cowboy line uh, dancing? Was he trying to keep, teach the kids line dancing? Cowboy was glued, and I mean glued, to his seat during that portion of the <laughs> Could program. completely see it. <laughs> he had no interest in getting I up am. there, but it was pretty wild. It, was, uh, it really was a lot of fun. We had a, uh, we had a great time, great stops. Nashville's always 
uh, a good time. We had a great turnout there. Got to stop by a children's hospital, a lot of schools. Uh, it was just really good to go all over Reds country and, and meet so many Reds fans that are uh, – you know, quite a ways away from Cincinnati, which yeah. is nice. So Always great. It was my first caravan and, and loved it. We, we've got a uh, caller already in from Reading. We've got Dave on the line. Let's get right to it. Dave, what do you got for us? Maybe. Hey, great. How are you? Of uh, any moves that the Reds are looking at right now. Uh, new rumors have not. Uh, one that can be laid to rest is Marcelo Zuna. It looks like he's going to sign with the Braves. That one's done. Yeah. Um, thanks for the phone call, Dave. Um, no, I, and not, not unless you've heard of any. I think the Lindor thing has died down. I, I haven't heard much about Castellanos, but... Uh, yeah, well, he's the next guy in the spotlight now right. that Ozuna is gone, which is interesting. Ozuna turned down the one-year qualifying offer from the Cardinals. basically the same amount of money. Right. Um, and takes one year with the Braves, which one tells me that teams were not willing to go multi years with him, and two that he just wanted to he'd rather play for the Braves. Right, they have a good squad right now. They've got a good chance to, uh, uh, you know, make a run for a ring. So uh, tells me that he just wanted to play Atlanta, in Atlanta over his other options, and that other teams were not giving him that multi year deal. It was a far cry from what was rumored yeah. that he would get. And the same thing now. You, you well, not well, you're here in five years, a hundred million dollars. Right. Like, whoa, hey! I know. Pump the brakes. No, on that. don't, don't, don't do that. No, don't do that. And that's it. You know, if you're thinking, well, the Reds missed out on him. Well, if it was going to take that yeah. to get him in Cincinnati, sometimes the best move you make is the one you don't. And that might have been the case there. But you also have to figure that's going to drive down the price of Castellanos, right? It should. It should. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what. You know, last year was real interesting. It was an eye-opener. All of a sudden, the teams are – anyone that's 30 and above or in that range, the one, not getting multi-year deals, but not getting offers at all. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see how long that goes. As far as the Lindor thing goes, I think the Indians have been an organization that they just stay with their plan, man. They have always been right. this way. When they've got a top prospect or a top player like this that they want to trade, they'll ask for your three, your top – two or three prospects, maybe four prospects, and they'll just stick to it. And if they, you don't, you don't, they don't get what they want, they don't trade the guy or they wait it out. And I think right as of now, teams aren't willing to do that. And if you're looking at the Reds trying to get involved in that, if you're talking about rumors, I mean, you're talking about trading a package that would probably involve like a guy like Sinzel, Nick Lodolo, their first-round pick from last year, maybe a Jonathan India, maybe another pitcher. Santion, something like that. So heard, heard Mally's name mentioned in yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, do you want to give up that many players, right. particularly Senzel and Lodolo, who I think is going to be on the fast tracks to the major leagues, a left-handed pitcher, selected last year. Um, do you want to do that for two years' time with Lindor? I mean, if you That's, think that you can make it to the playoffs and beyond, then, yeah, you make that deal. Right. That's the deal. But, if you think that a move like that puts you over the top and – makes you a World Series contender, then you look at it. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't want to leverage that much. You don't want to leverage the future for two years. I yeah. mean, that's a, it's a risky play. So, But if I'm the Indians, I'm trading him now. As a you get two years of service time, you're going to get more for him, in my opinion. I think you would still get a decent return if you trade him at the All-Star break. All break. Yeah. yeah, because now you're still getting a year and a half. Mm -hmm. In all likelihood, whoever got him would be in the race. Or it's a team that just thinks they can re-sign him. They're going to back up the Brinks truck and – 
keep him. But, uh, it, yeah, that'll be, that'll be one I would say that Lindor and Mookie Betts, not that the Reds have ever been rumored with Mookie Betts, but I think those two guys are going to stay put on opening day. Don't be surprised if they move by the deadline this year, though. Well, I would, you know, the, the, it's a pretty crowded outfield for the Reds right now. If I'm going to look right. for an upgrade somewhere, it is shortstop. That's one of yep. the positions where, and unfortunately, you know, there's no free agents that would be difference makers out there. You're going to have to make a trade, like a Lindor, like if the Dodgers um, keep their or their top prospect as a shortstop. If yep. you want him to play and they trade Corey Seager, the Dodgers and the Reds have made a lot of deals yep. in the past. Uh, Trevor Story's name has been mentioned out there. Um, he would be tremendous. So the, names like that, but you're going to have to give up. A lot to give them yeah. to get those guys. But if you're going to upgrade, to me, shortstop is one of the positions and that's, you go for. Uh, part of that makes me wonder if the Castellanos thing is still an option just because the outfield is is pretty loaded right now. Uh, phone calls, 513-749-1360. Give us a call if you've got a question for us. Uh, also, a programming note, those that are listening over the air on 700 locally, uh, at the bottom of the hour, we'll be transitioning to 1360. Uh, right now, we're we're on both stations, but we'll be transitioning to 1360 only locally here in Cincinnati at the bottom of the hour. The Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser are proud sponsors of the Reds Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show here at the Holy Grail Banks on January 29th. That's next Wednesday with specials on Bud and Bud Light buckets at the Holy Grail Banks, Cincinnati's home for sports. And we're back right here from the Holy Grail Banks on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Reds Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Phone number is 513-749-1360. 513-749-1360. Red season ticket plans now start at just 13 games. It's the new 13-game membership which gives you great seats for all Saturday home games plus guaranteed opening day and postseason ticket options and with the flexibility of the season ticket exchange program. If you can't make a Saturday, you can trade for another game. For additional information, visit reds.com slash membership. Uh, Jim and I got a lot of things to talk about. We want to get into uh, robots. We're going to talk robots on the show here coming up. But right now, we're going to get into the, uh, we're going to dive into the phones again and welcome in terry from kettering what's up terry hey guys how you doing um i have a question i really was been happy with all the trades and, and the, the deals that the reds have done and then they turn around and shoot themselves in the foot on iglesias now we may have to give up three top prospects to get a shortstop to replace him he had a 288 batting average his on-base percentage was in the threes he had 15 home runs, and he had a spectacular glove. He's one of the best shortstops I have ever seen. I've been following baseball since 1965. I, I, he, I think, to me personally, he's better than Ozzie Smith, better than Barry Arkin. I mean, he's one of the best I've ever seen. And we let him go, and Baltimore signs him for $3 million. And we would not be in this quandary we're in right now had they signed him for $3 million. Terry, appreciate the phone call. Uh, I, I understand your point. I, I, I don't think I can agree with the Ozzie Smith and Barry Larkin comparison, but 
I will say that, I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reason to like Jose Iglesias. Yeah, the, the deal he got with, with Baltimore was a very, I mean, team-friendly contract. Offensively, I think that uh, the Reds are just as happy with the potential production that they get from Freddie Galvis as opposed to what they got from Jose Iglesias. I, I, don't, I don't mean to downplay the numbers a little bit, but he's just not what you would call necessarily an impact bat. Uh, the Iglesias is kind of a, a contact guy. He gets on base. It really, the, the, the on base isn't that great for him. He doesn't strike no. out a ton. He's below league average. Yeah, he's well below league average. Galvis is two for that matter. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think when you look at him side by side, you get a little bit more of, you get a little more power frankly, from, from Freddie Galvis, and, and the, the bat's a little bit more impactful on a day-to-day basis, and the glove is, is comparable and, and maybe just as good, if not a little better, with Freddie Galvis. He is a very good shortstop. Well, hold on. You're not saying Galvis' glove is better than Iglesias. Are you? It's, it's, a, it's another guy that has a gold glove caliber defense. Very close. Iglesias may be the say. best defensive shortstop. I've, since Barry Larkin, right. for sure. I mean, he... Is outstanding. I don't. I don't think Galvis I'm not is in his class, but I'm not going to demean Galvis's defense. But when you're talking about Iglesias, you're talking about special, uh, he special was. glove and defense. Galvis hit 23 home runs last year. He bring. He's a switch hitter, which helps, uh, particularly if you do come up with another shortstop and he's he's coming off the bench in a utility role as as, as a switch hitter. But the 23 home runs was a career high. 70 RBIs. He's not going to – you're going to have above-average defense. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Um, and then they were in a situation where, you know, you, do you pick up the option on Freddie Galvis, which was $5 million, or do you not pick that up and roll the dice that Jose Iglesias is going to sign a one-year deal? And at the time, I'm sure that was an unknown. In the end, you don't want both guys because they're both below average on base percentage. Right. They are a sabermetrics-type team now. They're looking at guys to get on base, like signing a Shogo Akiyama. Um, so you, you don't want to pay both guys $8 million to right. split the position. Um, so it was one of those things that you – I hated to see him go. You won't, have me, you won't hear me badmouth anything about Jose Iglesias except the on-base percentage. Right. And when he had two strikes on him, he didn't – there was a pitch that – I mean, he swung at everything. <laughs> He did. I mean, literally, there's two strikes you could throw it above his head, and he's throwing it, right. at least fouling it off. And, and, and I like Jose Iglesias a lot, but, I, again, I kind of understand where the team was coming from. Time for one more call before we got to sneak in another break. Let's go to Eddie in Western Hills. What's up, Eddie? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually agree with a lot of the Brakes fans I've been hearing out there saying the same thing, and I agree with them. I think this team is uh, still to be one or two players away of really being, like, the favorite in the division this year. And I think this window is open right now. Like, the Nova team our division really did anything to get better. And the Reds, I still haven't done really haven't done anything. I know they signed Mustafa. That was a great pickup. They signed Shogo, which hasn't played the major leagues yet. And Wade Miley, who is probably going to be, like, a four or five starter at best, you know, even team. I think the team needs to go and get one more big bat and uh, one more good reliever. A lefty, preferably, because you only have uh, Amir Garrett. Unless they plan on using Wade Miley in the pound of the bullpen throughout the year and put uh, Tyler Malley in the rotation eventually. I don't know, but I'm thinking they find Miley to be in the rotation. But I think they need to find a way to trade 
some of these guys, they have too many outfielders, and maybe trade a prospect or two and try to get a good bat to play either shortstop or left or right field. Well, thanks for the phone call, Eddie. Uh, I mean, to say that they've done, they haven't done anything right. is I mean, crazy. It's not. They made yeah. the trade for Trevor Bauer last year, not for last year, but for more of this year. Right. So that was a this year move. Now you hope, obviously, he didn't pitch well at all when he came over to the Reds. So you, you don't expect that, that, though. Yeah, and you're hoping that he returns to the Trevor Bauer that we've seen previously in his career. So that move was for this year. Make no mistake right. about that. And maybe beyond, he's a guy that said he's going to sign one-year deals everywhere he goes. So if he likes it here, who knows? He, he could re-sign. Especially if they're competitive. That's uh, yeah. the reason for the one-year deals. Right. He wants to win. Mike Moustakis is a power-hitting left-handed bat that has won a world championship as a veteran leader. Huge signing. Akiyama, Akiyama, whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's, you know, it remains to be seen whether he can make the transition to Major League Baseball. But Miley, they need a left-hander in the rotation. Been there, done that. He's, they need a four or five starter. So you're not going to go out as a mid or small market team and sign a ace pitcher for two 300 million it's just not going to happen and a lot of times that can be counterproductive yeah. anyways when you have so, to fork over that much but money. the biggest thing i will say is that it is january 22nd <laughs> and they do not have to play tomorrow that's right and there are many moves that still could be made and will be made and they're not going to go and play tomorrow so do they need a left-handed in the bullpen yeah I, in fact i'd say they need two yeah so yes there's still work to be done, and sure, they think themselves there are a few players away. But there's a lot. There's time left before the season. Yeah, and there's a lot of people nationally that think the moves the Reds have made already make them yeah. a division contender, and they still want to make more moves. The only so. thing that scares me is the Cardinals always make a splash. I know they usually you, find they're a just way laying to, in the just, weeds, and they're <laughs> going to make a splash. You want? They're just always, they're and they're just always competitive, which is frustrating. All right, a uh, couple more phone calls to get to. We'll get to those coming up after the break. Uh, we also have somebody in person that has a question for us. But first, we've got to pay some bills. This is the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser and UDF from the Holy Grail Banks on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Holy Grail Banks and the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser and UDF with Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrall. Sign up your son or daughter for the coolest club in all of Reds country. For only 30 bucks, your child can become a Reds Heads Kids Club member and get an exclusive backpack, jersey, a Eugenio Suarez bobblehead, free Reds tickets, members-only experiences, and more. Purchase today at reds.com slash kidsclub. Uh, we've got phone calls pouring in at 513-749-1360. We've got a couple more folks lined up that we'll get to. Uh, but right now we've got a question in person here at the Holy Grail. And uh, gentlemen here are a couple ladies that want to ask us a question today. What's your names? Emily. Hi, Emily. And who do you have with you? Emma. Emma. Emma and Emily. All right, what do you got for us? Do you think that we could re-sign Yasio Puig? A lot of people have been asking this. Yes, thank you for your question. Uh, uh, no, I don't think that's going to happen, though. 
<laughs> I hate to burst your bubble. Uh, I don't see that happening. No, we, we actually, that, that's a pretty common question. Um, a lot of people are asking. I just, there hasn't been any interest that I've heard about from the Reds on that front. Uh, you know, I think he was a very exciting, polarizing figure while he was here. He was certainly an exciting player to watch. Uh, but I just don't think he really ever necessarily fit into the Reds' long-term plans. Do you need anything to add? Well, I that? think he's holding He's also trying to get a multi-year deal. If it's right. a one-year deal, maybe, but I don't even see that, really. Yeah. Um, I think they really want to give a chance to uh, Aquino to show what he has over the long haul. He's a right-handed bat that plays right field that has uh, you know, good range. Maybe not quite the arm or accuracy of Puig, but still a good arm in right field. Um, so I think they would want to spend their money elsewhere. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. Thanks for the question, though. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Oh, you have another question. I'm sorry. Do you think we could re-sign Billy Hamilton? Billy Hamilton. <laughs> another one. I would almost say that's more likely than Puig, just to have some speed off the bench. Uh, but I don't see that happening either. I'd love to see it happen because I just love being around the guy. It's great to be around. But, no, I don't, I don't see that happening either. <laughs> Even though they have, we're going to a 26-man roster now, so you got an extra spot. But and, and um, That's why I think somebody might be willing to add him as a, a little extra speed off the bench. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what the Braves had in mind, the, you know, going to the play, particularly when you get into the playoffs as a late inning substitution defensively and right. a guy that's uh, going to run the bases. But I don't know. I don't see that one happening either. Yeah. All right. Good questions. Let's go to the phone lines now uh, and check in with Jared in Toledo. Toledo. Hey, guys. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Awesome. I think that the Reds need to explore a trade for Nolan Arenado. I understand he's expensive, but Suarez. Where are you going to play him? Short, uh, Suarez has played shortstop in the past, and when you have a player like Nolan Arenado, I mean, you know what he's going to be making. You got him for a number of years. Your outfield's cheap. You're going to have Votto, Moustakas, Suarez, and Arenado in the infield. I mean, you're going to get – I mean, people think the Reds might be favorites now. I mean, I think that's totally worth it. He's a top-five bat. I mean – I, well, I don't. I, I don't disagree with any of what you're saying, except for the money you've got to pay. Yeah, and, I mean, and you may do you like 174 million dollars. Well, and you may only get him for two years. That's worth keeping in mind too. He's got the opt out at the end of next season, uh, so that's a big gamble financially as well. Uh, and and I, I, frankly, at this point, I don't see Suarez moving back to short. If, if that was even a thought, I, I would. I, let me put it this way. If you want to move somebody to short, Nick Senzel has a better shot of moving to short than Eugenio Suarez, and, and, and you're, you're not going to move any of those guys to the outfield. Uh, so th that, to me, I, unless you think you can trade Suarez, and I don't think anybody would be on board with that, there's no, no. reason to bring in a guy like Nolan Arenado. So, yeah, you just don't, there's not a spot for him because you, you've, you've got to keep Suarez. He, he's obviously on a great deal. Uh, he is a, a fan favorite. He's the best bat in the lineup he's not going anywhere and you're not going to move him to short so that's why the, I mean the Reds haven't even been in on any of the third basemen that have been available just for that reason because you've got Suarez so I underestimated the contract seven years 260 million dollars um hey, he, he might be the best defensive third baseman I've ever seen right I mean go, go on you have to go back to Schmidt or Burks Robinson maybe 
Um, but and he's a great player. He's only 28. I mean, would he? Would I want Nolan Arenado on the Reds? Of course I would. <laughs> no spot. But for the logistics that well, there you make a spot for that guy, I like mean, you said. I mean, if you I have to, in the day and age where they're shifting now, you can hide guys defensively much more. Not necessarily shortstop. You don't, but that's a tough uh, spot to hide. Yeah, somebody. but he has played. He, he came up a shortstop. I mean, if you have a chance to put Nolan Arenado in your lineup, you find places for guys, but. Logistically, you, you know, what you're going to give up, the amount of money you're going to have to pay him, just don't see it happen. Yeah, no chance. No chance. Jared, love the outside-the-box thinking, though. Thank you for the phone call. Uh, Brian in Virginia, you're next up. What's up, Brian? How you doing tonight? Dommy, Jim, traveling down here tonight, catching you guys on the uh, iHeartRadio app. And uh, we had a great tour stop with the caravan in Huntington on Saturday in uh, Huntington, West Virginia, and would – Love it if you guys would join us next year if the Reds assign you there. But what what I wanted to get into real quick is it seems to me, I want to get your thoughts on it as well, it seems to me that this year's free agent class went a lot better for the guys in it than last year's free agent class because Garrett Cole gets a big deal with the Yankees for $324 million. Steven Strasburg re-ups with the Nats for seven years, 245. Dallas Keuchel, who was left out in the cold uh, a year ago, gets a deal with the White Sox. Grandal signs with the White Sox. Why do you think this year has been different as opposed to last year when Bryce Harper and Manny Machado both got their 300-plus million dollar deals but they had to wait till the precipice of spring training to get it done and of course Craig Kimbrell uh, didn't sign with the Cubs until mid-year and Keuchel didn't sign with the Braves until mid-year what what do you think was the difference between this year and last year in free agency thanks for the call Brian uh do you, you want to tackle that I mean it, it's it's definitely been a better year free agency wise oh there's, there's no, no question no comparison and we were sitting there last the year and there was some the Players Association was just flat out ticked off of what was going right. on. And we saw a changing of the guard. We talked a little bit about it, about clubs, the players that are 30 and above, not giving those guys multi-year deals. There were guys that just didn't have offers at all. Right. Um, so I don't want to say that uh, maybe collective bargaining agreement coming up. Want a little more goodwill as we get closer to that? <laughs> I don't know. You would have to ask the front office people. I'm not sure. They yeah, talked I, about collusion last year and all this stuff. Um, I just think that uh, we're in a different economic world as far as baseball goes, and those top guys are still going to get their top deals. It's the other guys, the mid-range guys and the lower guys, that I think things are changing for. Why yeah. this year has been different, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know, but I think I think we all universally like it, and it certainly seems to be much better for the game. Uh, we got to get to break. We're back with more of the hot stove. From the Holy Grail Banks, as always, presented by Budweiser and UDF. A bad time to start chomping down on some ice. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. We How long are you doing this? Uh, just, just started. Okay. Just started. Welcome back in to the Reds Hot Stove League. We are live from the Holy Grail Banks, as always, presented by Budweiser and UDF. Registration is now open for the college Advantage Red Legs run on Saturday, May 30th. Sign up today for the 10K, 5K, one-mile family run, or the Gappers Kids Fun Run. All proceeds benefit the Reds Community Fund. Register today at reds.com slash run. There you go, Jim. I'll uh, leave this with you so you have all the information 
to get signed up for that. I know you've been dying yeah. to sign up to run. If they allow me to ride a bike, I'll do it. I would do that, yes. Yeah, yeah that, would be, that would be much more conducive to my level of physical activity. Um, we're talking uh, Reds baseball today. We've had a lot of great questions come in. 513-749-1360. Still time to call in. Uh, got a little bit of time here. And uh, it's starting to trickle out that it sounds like, and, and there was an article today on Bleacher Report. Uh, ESPN had an article about it as well. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred saying that as soon as perhaps this spring, robo-umps will be tested in Major League Spring Training Games. Yeah, he had uh, an interview with Fox Business Network. He said the camera-based system will be more accurate than human beings standing there. And he believes over the long haul it's going to be more accurate and will reduce controversy in the game, and he thinks it's going to be good for the game long-term. Now, people are like, all right, is there going to be a robot standing back there? No, there will be an umpire standing back there. I don't like the term robot umps, by the way. Well, you know, know who are you going to yell at? You know, you're like, come on, Blue. What, are we going to yell at a computer now? So maybe we'll give the computer a name. They tested this out in the Independent Atlantic League this past season, and it was a home plate umpire standing there with an earpiece connected to an iPhone in his pocket. <laughs> and they would basically relay the call to him. Say, that was a strike. That was a ball. It was a CISA TrackMan computer system that used Doppler radar, of all things. So my question is, will Siri get involved? If it's Jose an iPhone. Siri? No, not Jose oh, Siri. Okay. Siri on your iPhone. I don't. Well, wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I mean, if he's got an Siri iPhone, says pop, strike. Well, or Siri, you know, you ask Siri a question and she doesn't want to answer. Right. So. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I, I, you know, I. Well, there's. I like the human element of the game. I, I just. Even if an umpire's bad, I'm not going to mention it. Well, no, I really won't mention anything. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah, don't do that. Um, don't do that. I don't want you to get. But in trouble I, I don't want to take every human element out of the game. We already have players that are so-called robots enough. I want some emotion in the game. I. One thing that I don't like about replays, I don't have managers arguing. I know. Or, well, despite our manager got thrown out well, like he eight still times found a way. Yeah, he did still find a way to, to get it done. But you you don't have those arguments anymore. You don't. Right. You know, you want emotion in in things that you watch. Otherwise, you get sick of watching hate the, the term robots. And it, I, I don't know. I well, it gives the game some life, doesn't it? Gives the game yeah. some personality. And I think when you have human umpires behind the game, like it or hate it. Those umpires, because they are people, they give the game some personality. Maybe yeah. a guy has a big strike zone. Well, that game, the, the game will take on the personality of that umpire. Maybe you don't want the umpire to have right. that much impact on a game. I understand that, but I like, I'm, I'm with you. I really like the human element of the game. Uh, I like pitchers being able to make adjustments to the strike zone that the umpire is calling behind the game. Um, it's coming whether we like it or not, and uh, it's something we're going to get used to, but it's got a lot of flaws that need to be fixed. Well, don't I don't know how accurate it's going to be. Like our Fox oh, yeah. tracks on, on TV, let me lay you in on a little secret. The little box you see on TV, not 1,000% accurate. <laughs> I mean, Shocking. TV people are going to be yeah. like, shut up, what are you talking about? <laughs> not 1,000% accurate. And I go by it, too, too, I'm calling the right. game, I'll, 
I'll go by that box too much. Right. From batter to batter, the strike zone, depending on whether he's crouching or not, his letters are at a different spot than other yep. guys. So you, we try to adjust it per batter, the height of the batter, et cetera. It's not, one, a, it's not. a perfect science. Hey. So it's going to be um, tough to get it right. Uh, you, you have issues where it's been tested in the Arizona Fall League even where guys would say if a pitcher has a big curveball, it'll cross – basically the batter at his eyes and then at the back of the strike zone it's a strike well technically it's a strike even though it was at his eyes and there's pitches that start at the bottom of the zone and they're caught in the dirt well that's a strike because it passed through the strike zone so maybe it's it's going to eventually even mean that the strike zone will change i i don't know there's a lot of issues to get figured out i'd like them to expand the strike zone. yeah but maybe not that's a whole different maybe not balls in the dirt that would be a bit much uh we've got a phone call lined up we'll wrap up the show when we return this is the reds hot stove league presented by budweiser and udf live from the holy grail banks on the reds radio network drink coffee today for the first time in about a week so i'm wired mad up here yeah and it was it was dark it was strong coffee too welcome back into the reds the big old hang with them oh boy Oh, I can't even hold the paper without it flying out of my hand. Gracious. Welcome back. Wait till you get older. You're in trouble. I know. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. We are live at the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser and UDF. We have a great turnout tonight at the Grail as well. We've got time for one quick call. Let's go to Keith in Seven Hills before we run off. Hello. I got a question for you. What do you guys think about putting this trade package together to get a shortstop or a catcher? or a couple of decent relief pitchers. Uh, Phil Irvin, Jesse Winker, Josh Van Meter, and Tyler Malley. Appreciate the call, Keith. I, I, I mean, I, I think anybody would, would be okay with that trade, but I don't, know that the, I don't know that you would get the return that you're looking for. Yeah. That, is, that would be the issue there. Well, two guys are bench players, pres- presumably, and Irvin and... Van Meter. Uh, Van Meter. Um, Winker, you know, Winker would draw some interest. He's been yep. injured throughout his career. Uh, who else did he say? Malley? Malley. And Malley, in, in fairness, Malley, there's a lot of teams that like him and still see yeah. a bright future for him. The, Re- the Reds, for one, are one of those teams. Well, the Reds have terrific starting five they're going to run out there, but they don't have much depth behind them. No. They tried to add to that a little pitch. bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've got Lodolo that's coming. You've got Malley there. So, you don't – I don't know if you – I mean, you need more than five pitchers to get through a major league baseball season. They Starting signed, pitchers. They signed a guy that was on my leg of the caravan, Jose De Leon, that they think might be able to add some depth as well. He's been injured a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but they still see him as a starter. He will be in the rotation, likely in AAA Louisville, unless they feel like they need him in the bullpen. But in all likelihood, he'll be in the rotation down there. Yeah. With some major league experience, he's healthy now. So – They've got a little bit of depth, yeah. but yeah. To get a difference maker, you're going to have to trade more than that. Yeah, you have to you have to give up some some blue chip prospects, and yeah. on top of that, some probably a couple of major league guys. That di- that does it today. We're we're out of time. The buzzer go off in your buzzer jersey. Yep. Yeah, no, it's we're right not. here. All right, yeah. So that's it. Uh, no, that's just a wrinkle in the jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all that is. I don't know don't, where that came. Don't from. be. Don't be alarmed by that. All right. Uh, but we're out of time. Thanks for Thank you guys so much for showing up today. Those yeah, of you that nice showed shot. up at the Holy Grail Banks. Woo! Thanks to all the folks that called in. Thank you for listening. And a big thanks to Mike Mills for uh, getting us all set up and doing our engineer work. And um, 
Also, thanks to Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrall. We'll see you next Wednesday on the Reds Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks here on the Reds Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.